Coming to you live, this is your MTG Action 4 News Team. Hello, this is MTG Action 4 News, your news team for keeping things fresh in the multiverse. I'm Mr. Commodore number 5, providing you new ways to lose your friends. Then we have Big Tuck, your breaking news source. Yes, and always, as I say, when I see people playing Is It or Gruel Spellslinger decks, I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Squeamy giddy getting caught up on meta traffic with the weather light report. Oh, I'm bringing you the beat on the street. Then we have the head of CMD Tower himself. Finish him. Well, it looks like somewhat infinite comboed Mr. T, and he is now accepting his fatality. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to your number six source of Magic the Gathering news. We are nominated for an Emmy cruel. Please go vote. MT This is the year. Wait, maybe. Maybe what? fifth place this year. Maybe. Not maybe. I don't know if they did placements last year or just said we were losers, but it was one of the two. Look, our picture's at the bottom all the time anyways. I'll take sixth place. I'm just happy yeah, to be exactly. here, guys. I'm just, I'm excited to be a part of the team. I'm taking it one day at a time. You know, every other sports cliche you can enter, I'm in on it. I thought it was just modeled after my lazy sexual preferences. Well, so we're going to start know. off the top of the cast in the latest incarnation. Lazy, in with, uh, we need to unpack that for a second. Lazy sexual preferences. Yeah, like if you're just missionary and you just lie on your back like a dead fish because we're on the bottom. bottom. Uh, right. Okay. 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 Fair enough. In, in this case, it would be the it'd be the, uh, command zone that is the top, if you will. Oh, <laughs> uh, giving it to us? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they've All been right. giving us the business for some time now. So, uh, the game I would like to talk about was epic. It was fun. Dex, I don't think, really did what they were supposed to do because we did play the variant that is DC Universe. Big oh, God. Favorite. Oh, God. I'm Big so Tuck's happy favorite. I wasn't there for that. I, I, I saw the posts in the uh, chat, and I was disheartened to see that you chose that over the superior Star Wars, but it was uh, still so exciting to see. I actually didn't see. choose anything. They collectively voted on it. Wow, okay, nice. Yeah, so... Uh, nice pun there, by by the way, with The Collective. Ooh, nice. Look at that. I, I make puns that didn't even realize it. Right. So, um, it was very interesting. So, I don't necessarily want to talk about the decks that people played, because I don't think it was that relevant to the game health. Um, what was relevant was uh so if you guys aren't familiar this is a lot like tuck uh what's the other variant vanguard kind of uh i think it, i think it's referred to as kingdom kingdom okay yeah so it, it's something to where one person's usually the king the queen the jack the ace the ten um and then the wild card so uh, other people have made different versions of this. Uh, I don't know if Atomic Ashes came up with it himself or he just kind of created the proxy cards, but I was able to acquire Star Wars versions and a DC version. The DC version that we played consists of, you get eight cards total, three of them are heroes, three are villains, and then there's two neutrals. Every card has something written on it that gives you the conditions of revealing that character. So for example, if you are Batman, you start the game with the card face up, you go first and you have 50 life. And that's the condition for him to be revealed. Right. It's like, hey, you're gonna start with a face up. My character that never got revealed until I died was the Green Lantern. <laughs> and its condition is you had to, at the beginning of your upkeep, if you have six lands or seven lands, uh, you reveal this card. I never got to six or seven lands, so you guys can tell that I was irrelevant in the game. <laughs> but you were so, Ryan Reynolds, so you were a gorgeous man. 
Yeah, I was very gorgeous. Um, I actually wore real clothes, not even pajamas. Wow. So, wow, what a treat. I know. Um, and so that, that was basically what the context of the game was. Uh, the goad decided that we were going to do three villains, three heroes, because the neutral characters, it just didn't seem to be a cohesive fit. Yeah. And some of the heroes said that they have to kill a villain and have another villain die. And if there's only two villains, it makes it kind of a narrow party to, to sure. try to do. So we went with the three and three, the even split. That way it's a little easier for everyone to, to, to do it. So game goes on. I think it probably went for about an hour and a half to two hours, but it was fun because a lot of stuff was happening. I mean, Sir Nathan was over there creating with Batman's ability uh, these different like surveillance drones that are kind of like flying thopters per se, uh, which was kind of neat. Um, and the thing that was the most memorable so people's characters start getting revealed. Yeah, you found out who Darkseid was. You found out who I'm trying to remember the other villain in there. Um, can't remember. Uh, it was one that had not gotten revealed. And actually, you know what? Darkseid, I think, is the one that didn't get revealed. It was the other one. Scarecrow, insert whoever the hell you want. The important part was Sir Nathan loses the game if he kills the Joker. The Joker had mm -hmm. not been revealed yet at that time. Uh -huh. Sir Nathan, and this was a free-for-all. We didn't do two-headed giant or anything like that. Sure. Okay. So Sir Nathan did not know who I was, Mr. Magoo was, or the Goad was. But he did know who single Aaron was and uh, the Godfather. Uh, the Godfather was Wonder Woman, I believe, and single Aaron was the other villain that eludes me at the moment. And so Sir Nathan's down. It's like, okay, well, I know that the Godfather's Wonder Woman, so I don't want to kill him. Like, sure, I know who single Aaron was. And I think it maybe at that point, Aaron had been eliminated from the game. And it's like, it's on me, Mr. Magoo, and then uh, good old Goad. So someone killed me. Goad. I died. I revealed. I'm the Green Lantern. Everyone's like, oh, okay. So now it's down to... Mr. Magoo and the goad. It is Sir Nathan's turn. He's like, I don't know who to kill because if I kill the wrong person, I lose the game. <laughs> he decides to go ahead and go after the goad and the goad's like, okay, and let's Batman kill him. Turns out he's the Joker. And Love at that it. point, I believe Sir Nathan did stand up and say, GD, F you all. And then uh, that was the last game of the night for the six pod. Uh, so it was absolutely epic. It had That's nothing incredible. to do with magic, even though it did. And I had a great time, even though I, I think I was playing my Shirai deck um, and I just couldn't get a uh, land to save my life. Yeah. So. I will say outside of the DC stuff, I do like that format because that's something I enjoy. It's just kind of like having a role playing under the radar just schmoozing people telling people oh maybe maybe i'm this maybe i'm not maybe maybe i give you a little clue early on and it's a little bait and you don't know what's going on there and then i'm surprised i'm surprised you tricked the, the godfather and then you're that. screwed you know like I, I do like that format minus all the dc stuff i don't even know who dark side is that's how far out of the loop i am whoa wow that's like nerd blasphemy right yeah. all right I know. all right I'll, I'll just go ahead and remove myself from the podcast <laughs> all right squee are there any games that you would like to talk about and that was ladies and germs squee mcgee flying out of his pants 
Similar to how Darkseid can fly. Wow, didn't know that either. <laughs> I'm learning all sorts of new stuff. No, I, I don't have any games. We're squeeze breezing it this week. Uh, I will leave you all with one juicy tidbit. I gave Mr. Combo a little heads up via the Godfather's microphone through the Xbox last evening. I have picked my CEDH commander. I'm running with Belby. We're going to make this happen. We're going to see what happens. Belby. LB. Oh, the new right. go. Yeah, yeah, the new go. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. going to be fun. Rad. Well, let's see how CEDH works when you don't run blue or Gitrog. Right. It's going to be a, a nightmare because, I mean, the whole format's a nightmare anyways. But other than that, yeah, I'm mildly <laughs> pumped. All right. Big Tuck. Seems a stupid question, but the yeah. games you'd like to talk about? Uh, I have a stupid answer. I do not. Um, I The only thing that was exciting was my dad knocked over all my meticulously sorted common and uncommon bulk, so I have a four-hour project ahead of me that I'm pretty excited about dealing with. But uh, I gotta say, your, cards, your, your new abode looks just as sparse as your old abode. I have a couch. <laughs> I've, I've, yet to, I've yet to hang my pictures, so um, well, nothing in the walls for those playing the whole Carolina. game. There is, however, a very fancy globe back there. It's got alcohol in it. Ah, ah that's why. <laughs> so, Big Tuck, now that you live on the East Coast, you're going to have to go from the, what was it, Big Tuck tornado to like some sort of Big Tuck hurricane. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> the Tuck yeah. cane? Wait, that sounds like a cane. I'd like to try myself with that. I, I, will, I will. I will start. I will ponder that, if you will. I'll pay one blue and uh, and take a peek. All right, guys. Well, that's gonna wrap up forty life at a dash. Now to cover what's going on in your local multiverse. What's the plane chase? So it's a little bit different. Yes, Yay. it's not so accurate. Set review, Commander Twenty One Edition or Strixhaven Edition, however you want to call it. It's all confusing to me. How about potentially but- more accurate set review? There we go. There we go. Potentially more accurate, but fringing on the potential uh, Commander 21. (laughs) But we're going to do it a little bit different. Opposed to each of us picking our favorite creature, blah, 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 from each of the sets. Since we actually have multiple pre-cons, we thought we would go through each of the pre-cons and just give our two cents about it. Let you know what we think. If we think this is a viable deck out of the box, is it something that with a few tweaks could actually be a legitimate deck? Uh, or, you know, did it maybe fill some slot that we were longing for, similar to how we're still longing for a good flashback commander? Um, and then we're going to wrap up the or- set review with what each of us think the quote-unquote chase card will be the teferi's protection the smothering tithe the uh dockside extortionist there's always seems to be one card in one of these sets that ends up being like the oh that's the big dollar every deck in that color is going to run it and Mm -hmm. we're going to kind of maybe give our two cents on what we think those will be so let's get into this first thing i'll say just as an overall I like how they themed each of the decks to each of the schools at Strixhaven. That was very nice. It mm-hmm. was refreshing. It's not mm-hmm. like they just picked like, oh, these are Magecraft as a mechanic, so let's just do a Magecraft deck. They tried to make it thematic with each of the schools. So I did like that. Kudos to you, Wizard. Um, Harry. So just wanted to get that out there. They actually yeah. did something nice. I agree. So first one, and I'll kick this one off with Silver Quill Statement. 
This is the Orzov deck. Uh, Big Miss should have been Sliver Quill, and it should have been a maybe the basement of the university. Orzov slivers right out the gates. Yeah, uh, but this one's face card is Brina, the demigod. Which you know, I would like to say Demi Gorgon. Maybe it's copyright. We'll see. I'm going with a colorless Demagogui. Demagogui sounds like a cookie. Um, I could go for a cookie. So, Brina the <laughs> Demagogue uh, is a colorless Orzov that's a white and a black. It's a legendary creature, bird warlock, mythic, as all the face cards are. It's a 1-3, and it has flying. Whenever a player attacks one of your opponents, if that player has more life than another of your opponents, that attacking player draws a card, and you put two plus one plus one counters on a creature you control. And pretty much the overall kind of thought behind this deck it's supposed to be a politics aggro theme mm-hmm. which is like a little yeah. odd to me because usually right. politics is not aggro so um but you know just my initial thoughts you know from a face commander perspective it seems interesting um you know it, it's nice that it's whenever a player attacks one of your opponents so i do get it from that politics perspective it's like right. hey if you attack someone else you know, you get to draw a card, but then I get two plus one plus one counters on a creature I control. So it's like, I'm going to give you a little and I'm also going to take a little as well. And I think it could be one of these things that kind of sneaks up. The thing that I like about it is, though, is that they went with whenever a player instead of whenever a creature. The creature yeah, thing right. would have been stupid. Yeah, absurd. Oh, been broken uh, immediately. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, Squee, what do you think of Silver Quill statement and the face card? I hate it. Um, <laughs> just, just to put that out there, just, just put that all out on the table. I, oh, we talk about situational and consistency and all of that. This could be one of the most inconsistent commanders, and I run the Weatherlet report. I know about inconsistent commanders, but relying on your opponents to attack. The most life-prone person every turn as your strategy, ah, it's like doing yoga. That's a big stretch. I don't know. Yep. I really <laughs> don't know. Um, I, I do think it's interesting. I like, I like where they're going with the politics. Had they made this creature even a little bit bigger, that would have been fun. Um, I've always kind of thought outside of Atraxa and even Atraxa counters is is not necessarily the best way you can go. Plus one, plus one counters. It's a really slow route to win a game. I mean, you have to do so much work to get counters on creatures, get counters on other people. This game, especially with Brina, you're going to be chirping at every other opponent to be like well don't attack that person because obviously like they aren't in the life total that's going to help me so i need you to attack one of the other two people here assuming that those other two people are here i see this though failing late game it's going to be very interesting i not a fan of this one i like some of these commanders i hate some of these commanders this is one i hate uh and tuck before you go did you guys pick up squee made a funny you're going to be chirping at each of your opponents. <laughs> tweet, and it's tweet. a bird. Oh, it's a bird. <laughs> it's a bird. <laughs> All right, Tuck, what do you think? But I'm, uh, I'm a big fan of it. Honestly, I'm pretty. I'm a pretty big fan of most of these stacks. This plays much more into like the political 
I think this deck, more than anything that's been in a pre-con, plays to the politics of the game straight out of the box. Um, so I like that a lot. The one thing, and I'll just say it now, that I think they did very well in this set is making these commanders all cost very low mana to get going. Um, I think the high, I think they're either four or three across the board. So I like that. I like that this deck with this with this commander. You know, you can either start stacking counters on Brina and make him her into like a, maybe a bit of a Voltron. You can kind of spread out a little bit. So I'm a big fan of this deck. I'm a big fan of the new cards they came out with, um, and I'm very much looking. For, I bought all five of them, so I'm very much looking forward to at least giving this one a run out of the box. Cool. Yeah, and I think the one thing that I would say, because I think we should kind of do this with each of the decks once we get through it, the sub-commander that's in the 99 is Felisa Fang of Silver Quill. That's two colorless Orzhov, legendary creature, vampire wizard. Uh, it's a mythic 3-2. It has flying. Yep. It has a mentor. So whenever it attacks, put a plus one, plus one counter on target attacking creature with lesser power. And then whenever a non-token creature you control dies, if it had counters, create X tapped 2-1 white black inkling creature tokens with flying, where X is the number of counters it had on it. I actually think this would be a better commander in the command yeah, zone than I would agree. Uh, possibly Brina. Now, I obviously I haven't dove into every single card and like, yeah. okay, if I switch it, like how does that impact the the you know flow of the deck? But I think we can all agree that Orzov is more a death and taxes type color. Yeah. And Felisa definitely feels like a death and taxes commander. No, I would agree. And that's that's an interesting point. I would say if Felisa was running as the commander versus Brina, because I think Brina is a good 99. I think it's a bad leader, though, if you yeah. were to ask me. Yeah, I'm good with yeah, that. I, yeah, it's a pre-con world for you too. At the same rate, they seem like they're definitely running in different circles. So I think it'd be—it's just one of those things where it's like you got to give them both a shot when you get it, and just see which one you like more and which one kind of flows a little bit better. Yep, I cannot wait to get mine because, as uh, Tuck and Squee know, usually whenever the pre-cons come out, I always play them at least once or twice out of the box just mm -hmm. to see what happens. And uh, yeah, I can't wait. I'll have to—I'll have to do that with each of them. You know, the face commander, mm -hmm. and then let me swap and put in the other commander and just see what happens. Yeah, agreed. All right, Squee, uh, continuing with our colleges or high school uh, clubs, if you will. We don't we don't know. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about Prismari <laughs> performance, its colors, its face commander, and your initial thoughts? Well, I'm coming into chess club here. It's 4 p.m. We're getting out of high school. It's feeling really good. Uh, there's about 10 of us. We're going to play a little bit of a game. So Prismari performance. So this is uh, headed up by Zafai. Zafai, I think. That's AI. Yeah, so. It's got to be Zafai Thunder be. Conductor. Yeah. So uh, two colorless, and then is it, if I recall, uh, legendary creature, human shaman. It's a mythic, and then it has Magecraft. So whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell, and I think that is important to note. Whenever you cast or copy, not just cast. Mm -hmm. Scry one. Get a little of what blue's good at, so you're starting to look through the cards that you have coming up. If that spell's mana value is 5 or greater, then create a 4-4 blue and red elemental creature token. If that spell's mana value is 10 or greater, Zafai, Thunder Collector, deals 10 damage to an opponent chosen at Woof. random. Yeah. Random's what I like Woof. about that. So, Woof indeed. Uh, I actually, it's, it's a 1-4 to boot. Uh, I am pretty excited about this one. This is one of the commanders that I'm interested in. Uh, yes, it's a, it's a freaking broken record of, is it is going to deal with instants and sorceries? We get it. Burn spells, counter spells, 
freaking whatever the hell you want to deal at any point in time. We're going to copy it. We're going to try and do it two or three times. Sure. Got it. Glad you made the school after that. Um, what is interesting to me, though, is the at random on the second piece of this. Now. Yeah. So here's where I'm at with this deck. I, I think the first ability is going to get used a whole bunch where you're going to, to have a bunch of spells that are five or greater and you're going to create four, four blue and red elemental creature tokens and you can mess with the elementals and, and do some fun tribal stuff with that. Um, where I see this deck being more fun and where you're really going to have to put a lot of work into it though is going to be to get those 10 or greater spells. There's not that many of them that are viable to run in EDH where you can have a ton of this going on. But to deal 10 damage to somebody at random, which we were just talking about politics, when you go into a game and it's at random, if anybody's like, hey, I can't believe you hit me, we're like, look, it was random. Couldn't do anything yeah. about it. Just like you do, man. Your name popped up on the old random generator. So I, I think that's a lot of fun. I, I like that they're throwing some politics in here. I think you could you could really do some good stuff with elementals here but it's going to be such a stretch so so my only reservation yeah it's going to be a really big stretch to get your commander to pop off on these 10 or greater spells while still being competitive you can absolutely load your deck up with a bunch of 10 or greater spells and have fun with it and do 10 damage at a time here or there but at the same rate you're going to have all of those spells in your hand if you're loading your deck up this much. So you're going to have to figure out a way to play them outside of your commander to do those 10 damage. So, you know, I, I, I think this is fun. I think it's very creative. This is the style of magic that I enjoy playing. As I alluded to earlier, I'm building a CEDH deck and it is warping my brain right now and I hate it. And I don't want to even deal with going that quick. So have some fun with this, commander people. Have some fun with it. All right. Big tuck. What do you think of Zafi? Uh, whatever. I like. I just think it, <laughs> it's just like why. Like if they, I think they've done a very, very good job of making like fun sub themes for the other ones, and I feel like this is the one that's most on the nose. It's like, oh, good, another is it Spellslinger varietal? Like, do you want to make it bad with Kaza? Do you want to make it good with uh, with uh, the Goblin Wizard, or do you want to do this thing that's like kind of in between? So I think it's I do think it's an interesting ability, especially with the with the as Squee made mention of of the like the copy. In all fairness, though, in like Orzov plus one plus one counters is not all that special. But the politics part of that is, and this, and that's what I'm saying with this, this is like there's no too. sort of. Uh, if you're like you said, if you're gonna get the ten or greater, then kind of. But it's just like it's gonna be another kind of spell slinger ramping out and dropping an X spell sort of yeah. deck. So for me, it's nothing. And even the backup commander to me, it's not any more interesting than the front. So this is the this is well, one of the we'll ones I'm the like least interested in. A bit. Don't spoil it for the audience. Spoiler season yeah. over here. <laughs> uh, so here's my first thought on Zafi. I love the tenor greater aspect because it kind of makes it like a more difficult vile smasher. Like vile smasher, it's very easy to you know. Yeah, it's only once per turn that you get his yeah. randomized trigger damage. But like this seems kind of cool. Like do extra turns, do big X spells, try to get above that ten number uh, yep. to just randomly start doing ten damage to people. Uh, some cool tech that I think would be a fun secret theme of the deck is grafted exoskeleton on her because her ten damage just oh, kills sure. someone outright. 
uh, which is hilarious. Yeah, big fan uh, of that. But I mean, I, I do agree. I think what they did here is they took what is it does well, which is casting and copying incident and sorceries, but then they tried to give you tiers of like mm-hmm. it's, a, it's efficacy, um, if you will. Um, so it's like, hey, when you just do it, you get to scry one. Scrying one's not yeah, going right. to break the bank. Uh, doing a five mana between five and nine mana spell and getting a four, four blue, red elemental creature token. Like, I guess that's all right. I'm sure there's ways that you can kind of loop whatever you're doing copy wise. So you get like infinite four, four blue, red tokens. Oh, but I'm if sure. you could do infinite that way, I don't think the tokens were really going to help you in any way, shape or form. Um, I do think it's cool if you could figure out a way to loop like a 10 CMC spell or do something with like thousand year storm and uh, blue sun Zenith for 13 or something like that. Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of fun. Uh, oh yeah. By the way, I have like 70 damage that's going to be dealt uh, ten, uh, seven different times at 10 damage a piece all at random let's see right. who dies let's see who lives that seems kind of mm-hmm. cool to me so th- I, I do see that there could be some fun unique ways to build is it with Zafi that's not going against the grain of what is it does and I do like that I don't think you should be going completely against the grain unless you're just trying to introduce something completely from left field like oh let's talk about is it death and taxes like holy balls that's completely different right like, what's what's going on with that uh but you know I, I, it's not too bad but it's sub commander is actually one that i think would be better than zafi when it comes to is it and it kind of gives you is it voltron so Zyran mm. voice of duality this is a colorless is it legendary creature ifrit wizard i don't know if that's a new creature type that sounds wizard like harry i think is what you're looking for there uh, uh it is it's called so it's yeah. a tutu it has magecraft which you guys all know the new know the new mechanic <clears throat> cast copy it as a sorcery uh you get to do a thing so its thing is he gets plus one or it gets plus one plus one until end of turn then it has a second set of effects if you're casting or copying an instant or sorcery spell causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger that ability triggers an additional time kind of like panharmonicon with spells yeah. which is spell kind of harmonicon cool. if you will here we go spell monicon sparmonicon Ooh. uh s- try. all right um <laughs> so i look at this as a weaker version of that monk it's yeah. white and is it it's the Jeskai monk mm. um that has prowess so i see this is just like a weaker version of that but once again commander's all about sure. like well i don't want to build narset but i would like to do something like narset just yeah, not similar as similar enough in scope sure um so i think Zyron gives you an ability to like i love playing is it i don't want to splash white to play the better version so i can still accomplish the same thing that that monk does right yeah I feel like that gap between people saying, I don't want to build Narset, I want to build a weaker version, and I'm just going to build Narset has closed so aggressively in the last six months that everybody's just like, screw it, Narset's better, I don't even care, I'm building Narset, let's go. Not this guy, flashback all day. That's all, that's to you, that's to you, everybody listening, that is to you, you know who you are. Moving on to the next school, Big Tuck. Tell us a little bit about Witherbloom Witchcraft, its color identity, and its base commander. 
Sure. So this is the Golgari deck out of here. Another three cost commander in Willow Dusk Essence here. It's a colorless and Golgari that's black and a green. It's a mythic 3 3 legendary creature, Dryad Druid for all the Druid all right. decks in Golgari. So that's cool. Uh, one tap, uh, choose another target creature, put a number of 1 1 counters on equal to the amount of life you gain this turn or the amount of life you lost this turn. Whichever is greater, activate only as a sorcery. So. This is an interesting build in the gruel space that only that really cares about life gain, life loss on this commander. So there, the whatever Witherbloom school is big on that. Um, this is another one that I think is fine. Uh, I don't think this commander is super exciting. Uh, so I am actually going to cut to the real commander of the deck that everyone is losing their mind over, which is the backup one, which is what well, I would rather talk about. Yeah, so we'll we'll talk about that once we get done going through. Um, okay. I don't know, man. I actually think this is a cool commander because you could do Necropotence for a whole bunch, sure. activate him, put all those counters on something else, and get lethal real quick on people. Um, so I do. I like this because of the life loss, the life gain. gain I'm yeah. still like very confused about how Golgari is really going to do that well. Yeah, uh, I, I get it. Black does have life gain, but Golgari really doesn't. So it almost seems like if you build a willow, run some of those beautiful green elves and well, make a bunch of tokens. So Enter the battlefield, yeah, enjoy so some time. That's what I'm thinking, though, is like traditionally when you build a multicolored deck, you do usually have some multicolored cards in the deck. I think if you build a Willow Dusk Essence Seer deck, you're going to have mono green cards in the deck and you're going to have <laughs> mono black cards in the deck. Right. Because yeah. Golgari cards don't really do what this wants to do. So it's like you're going to have to like right. take what yep. black life gain does and then like green smashy or even green ETB life gain. You're going to have to take that as well and just try to make this mashup work. I agree right, with Tuck, right, right. it's not nearly as exciting and, and the secondary commander is cooler, uh, but I do like just the weird tech with like a Phyrexian arena, your Necropotence, your mono black sure. cards, pay a bunch of life, and then, oh yeah, by the way, you're dead. Ashes to Ashes would be, Ashes to Ashes would be an all-star in here, so. You're dead. All right, so Squee, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, I really just wish it wasn't activate only as a sorcery. Yeah. Yeah, that um, kind of stinks. Outside of that, yeah, it's, uh, to me, I'm kind of with Tuck here. Not creative. It's a mechanic that's been around for a long time. It's nothing new. There's there's not a whole lot that we're doing that's going to be exciting. You either have whatever staple life gain card or whatever staple life loss card. Insert new commander. All right, here you go. Build a right. deck. Have fun. Um, if this was at instant speed... I think that would be so much more fun because that would create so much more interaction on the board. Say, for example, if someone were to attack you, they now have to take into account that you could beef up your creature really, really fast and kill their creature. So they may or may not want to attack you or something along those lines. And that gives you a little more game interaction. This just seems so meat and potatoes of, all right, on my main phase, just like I do with Reese. On my main phase, I create tokens. I know I can do it at instant speed, but I'm going to create them on my main phase and we're going to move on and you're going to see a bunch of tokens on the board. So it's like on my main phase, I'll give target creature a bunch of plus one, plus ones. I'll attack you yeah. and then come my turn uh, next time. We're going to do the same thing. Um, so this is one of the ones that I'm less excited about. It just didn't seem to have any possibilities to it that... 
I think you could find better commanders across the board, especially what we're about to get to. Um, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll just go there. We'll just go there. All right. Well, uh, as Chuck alluded to, people are really excited about the sub commander of this one. Uh, I'm going to call him Yome. I'm going to assume the G is silent. Uh, Master Chef. Uh, it's two colorless Golgari legendary creature troll warlock for all the troll tribal players. Uh, five, three, it has trample. At the beginning of your end step, create a number of food tokens equal to the number of non-token creatures you had enter the battlefield under your control this turn. Pay a colorless, sacrifice a food, target creature gains indestructible until end of turn, tap it. So Tuck, you, you wanted to jump into this right away. Why don't you talk about why you're pumped about this? I like they've they've been asking for a food commander and they kind of <laughs> gave you one. So uh, yes, I, I think this is going to be the this is definitely not going to be the most expensive card, but I think this is going to be like the meme card of the set that people are yeah. going to force building this. Um, I'm not sure how good it really is. I'm talking um, makes, spike on all food token cards coming up. Coming <laughs> up. Well, luckily, luckily they're all from that trash set that no one bought anyways. Yeah, um, yeah in true. Throne of All Drains, so that's garbage. good. Um, so yeah, so I think this is going to be, I think people read this and like, oh, it's a food token deck. You have to jump through so many hoops to get there. And the output of food tokens, people forget. It's not like it's treasure or anything. It's like gain life question mark. Yeah, right. right. So, um, I think it's a, I think he is a much more interesting commander to build around, um, than, than the face card for sure. Yeah, it's just with the condition of the non-token creatures. Yeah. I get it. They had to yeah, be non-token. Because you can't have some, like, elf generator in there. And, like, oh, I made, like, 50 elves. I get 50 I... food tokens. Um, but I'm almost wondering, is there, like, a weird build of this to where, like, you're leveraging the food tokens to do other stuff? Like, sacrifice thing... an artifact to do this. Yeah, like, uh, tap I'm sure there's some... To do that. I'm sure there's some like insane stuff with like crack clan ironworks where you sack an artifact and gain two colorless that you can like talk to you for us day two wong come up um, uh just just turn the brain for a few minutes and let us know how this is broken yeah exactly but i All i do right. think yeah i would assume somewhere out there in the ether there is a disgusting way to abuse this all right we're on to the fourth school we were talking Lorehold Legacies. Oof. This is the Boros uh, school. Yeah, uh, and it's kind of funny that I got stuck with Orzov and Boros, considering I hate those two colors. I mean, if you want me to go and do Boros, I'll do it. I'm, I'm, no. I like this. I'm, I'm no. very excited about this one. Uh, this guy, it's Oscar the Reconstructor. So this is two colorless Boros. Legendary creature, giant artificer. It's a mythic. It's a 4-4, and it has vigilance. Pay a colorless. Sacrifice an artifact. Target creature you control gets plus two, plus zero oh until end of turn. Pay any amount of colorless mana, tap, exile an artifact card with mana value X from your graveyard, create two tokens that are copies of the exiled card, activate yes. only as a sorcery. Yes. So good. Boros so, has got some steez. Let's go. So it's, a, it's an interesting commander. I mean, because usually when I think of Boros, I think of Feather, I think yeah. of Voltron. I think of Go Wide. You think um, of Boros equals boring. Got it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So the trash also. <laughs> and I, I think if it didn't say your graveyard, 
I think if it just said from a graveyard, create two token copies, I think that would actually be better and a lot more interesting because now you kind of have this like grave hay in Boros, which white does do that. So mm -hmm. It's not completely off That'd the realm like color wise. Super gross and kind um, of busted. It, it's not though, because it, once again, you have to tap him. So it's not like you're abusing it by untapping him um, unless you're also running him in the 99 in a blue deck and you have intruder alarm. But I know Tuck does want me to go down that path. I mean, think of, think of like, <laughs> which is included in the deck, like a, an artifact called Thousand Year Elixir. Maybe we abuse the untap. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's, it's not super abusable. And whenever you talk about opponent stuff, unless you're just taking their entire board whenever things single out a thing in the graveyard, like we've talked about with the Primordials, you're kind of gambling on their deck even having stuff worth pulling out. So I don't think putting from a graveyard, mm -hmm. and if you, and it even says activate only as a sorcery. So you already right. have that restriction, so it's not like someone's like, oh, well I can't put this thing to the graveyard now because Tuck will just steal it and exile it. Right, like, exactly, whatever you want, speed. sure. So I think it's fine. Um, I don't know if I'm going to put him, honestly, in any decks. Um, I may consider him depending on how many equipments I have in my feather and in my geared uh, conclave exile deck. Possibly he could have a home in either of those two if I have like 10 or 15 equipments in there because that would be kind of cool to get like a, I think the sword of those are not legendary. Correct. They are legendary. Oh, they are yep. legendary. Yep. Yep. Uh, there is one broken sword. Not maybe it's not a sword of but i know there's one bro like really busted sword that's not legendary so it's like if you could do gross things with artifacts and get like multiple copies of stuff like i guess that's kind of cool because now you can get two no busted, i'm sorry like so sorry i was thinking the sword of the animus is a legendary one the swords yeah. are not legendary themselves Oh, okay okay that's yeah. what i had thought but i didn't want to like you know try to check you on the cast so <laughs> yeah just imagine like oh i blew up his sword of feasted famine okay i get two of them now like right. that seems pretty good well and like uh, all the zero drop artifacts like i know you have one of these because you're you bought a million of them but like mox tantalite now is a banger out of modern horizons like i think that's mm -hmm. why to me it's exciting um i oh yeah I, th this to me is way more fun than my recently disassembled akiri deck mm -hmm. like uh, also think of a smothering tithe with this oof gross well smothering value enchantment well i know but Smothering Tithe creates a bunch of artifacts that you then sacrifice and you beef up a creature to oblivion and kill somebody. Oh, you're just talking about like sacking your treasures to like beef a yeah. thing up. I yeah. honestly think that ability is like worthless unless there's some artifact like a duplicate you're trying to get in your graveyard to then get two copies of like yeah, yeah, yeah. purpose. It'll but be worthless like, until somebody does 30 damage to you off of I'm kind of like, I, I've had to ready for so long that I'm kind of like burnt out on playing it and I hate Boros and specifically my Boros deck. So I'm considering just like kind of cramming the two together and seeing seeing how they work out. Well, that sounds like a Ghost of Girlfriends past a disaster, but oh, I know we've all been coming in, but I'll squee any additional thoughts on Oscar the Reconstructor. I think this is Boros's new hope. Yes. This is the one. This is the one. Uh, this to me is probably the most interesting and best Boros commander I've seen. You have Agreed. a lot of possibilities with an infinite amount of artifacts that are, are fantastic. A lot of people don't think about creating multiple copies of the artifacts because you have to pay 100 or 200 or $300 to get cards to do so. And this is going to be a pre-con card that's going to come out and make copies of artifacts. I think there's going to be, and I haven't really thought of them this 
way yet, but I think there's going to be a lot of combos that come out of this where you can have three copies of an artifact and end the game. Sure. Potentially. So I, I think this is the first time that Boros has really had a Commander 1, as to Tuck's point earlier, not overcosted, doesn't cost him six mana to get out onto the board, isn't some yeah. stupid flying dragon or whatever the hell you need at the time. Um, the sorcery speed, again, is a bit of a hindrance, but there's so many good artifacts out there and there's so many ways to abuse this. Like I said, Thousand Year Elixir comes in this pre-con. Be pretty nice to have three copies of that. You tap, untap, tap, untap, tap, untap. Create six copies of something. Could get pretty gross pretty damn quick. So I'm I'm excited. This is the one I'm most excited about yeah. of all of these. And I'm partially most excited about it. One, because it's good, but two because boros has a chance all right well tuck what do you think yeah i'm in the same boat um i think i think this is the i think this is the most interesting one of the whole set um i think it's the one that they really broke out the color pie as much as they could Mm -hmm. and really gave people a new reason to play this color i Um, forgot i also love it It has vigilance so you can attack and then use its abilities so yeah, so I'm pretty I'm pretty keen on this one um, overall, and like the like between the reprints and the new cards that they put in it, I think this one probably has a pretty has the best shot of playing the most smooth out of the gates. So mm-hmm. yeah, like I th- I think this is a really interesting, really cool one that they came up with. All right, um, and of course the sub commander. It seems like it's a theme with me, but I actually like the sub commander more. Sub commander is pretty cool busted too. Things with it, uh, Alabu Ancient Witness. Uh, not to be con- uh, confused with uh, what's it, Boobaloo, Bugaloo, uh, Boobaloo. Sure. The, the Michael that, that, that Tech Nine drink. Oh, oh Caribou. Caribou, there we go. Uh, Ancient Witness, uh, three colorless uh, Boros. That's a red and white legendary artifact creature golem. It's a mythic four or five. Other artifact creatures you control have haste. Whenever one or more artifact creatures you control attack, uh, Alibu Ancient Witness deals X damage to any target, and you scry X, where X is the number of tapped artifacts you control. The reason I like this Jesus. more is because you only need one artifact creature to attack, and then it counts all of your other tapped artifacts. Yeah. If you run a Mycosynth Lattice, now all of your lands count for that as well. I could see on a single attack on turn five, potentially Alibu dealing like 15 damage to mm-hmm. someone, um, and sure. you're scrying 15. Yeah, that it's really strong. Stupid! Could you imagine, like, turn five? Oh, I play Alibu. Uh, I'm going to swing with my uh, Thopter, you know, whatever. Right, yeah. Hey, Alibu trigger. Uh, let me count. Uh, I got 12. Let me look at the top 12 cards in my library. <laughs> and, oh, you take 12 to the face. Uh, it seems amazing. Yeah, I it's love really good. this card. Very, very cool. Oh, uh, yeah. Big Tuck, any thoughts on Alibu before we move on to our last school? Um, no, I like I said, I think it's really interesting, and I think that it's it would be very easy to swap it in and try it out with the deck as it's built. All right, last school, Squee, bring us home. Quantum Quandrix. What's the color? What's the face? And what's the thought? All right, we're green blue here. We're Simic, face, Adrix, and Nev, twin casters. Okay, this has one of the stupidest evergreen abilities I've ever seen in my life. What? Um, this brand new, brand new evergreen. I know it's brand new, and it's a waste of time. Uh, oh my god! What is not a waste of time is it's a legendary creature, Merfolk Wizard, 
Harry. Um, Thank you. It's a two-two. So it has Ward, which is what I'm talking about here. Ward for two. That's his new ability. Whenever this creature becomes the target of a spell or ability an opponent controls, counter it unless that player pays two. All right, here's why Ward yeah, sucks. That's amazing. Here's why nobody cares about Ward. Just give it fucking hexproof. <laughs> well, don't come in here with real logic, Jesus. But like a, a hexproof with this ability, the problem is you stopped reading. You need to continue, and that explains why this can't have hexproof. If one or more tokens would be created under your control, twice that many of those tokens are created instead. Jesus. Yes, it's a doubling season on a card. Uh, but correction, parallel rate. lives. Oh, parallel sorry. Lives sorry no, it doesn't have the 1-1 one, one counters. You're correct. However, Ward's stupid. I hate Ward. Ward needs to go away. Give it hexproof. Give it shroud. I don't give a shit. Maybe. No. Actually, give it shroud. That's, that's worse for you. Give it shroud. No, because no, I highly doubt you're ever targeting Andrix and Nev Twincasters with anything. And like, or the secondary point here is don't ever put a parallel lives on your commander. Yeah, that's, a, that's, high. that's a real issue. Talk that's a real you. issue at hand. This card's busted. I hate it. I think it's stupid. I don't think they ever should have created this. Why did they make it in the two best colors in Magic? As they always do. Green and blue do not need yeah. token support. They don't need token doubling support. And they certainly as f*** don't need a commander that can double all the tokens you create. And it has shitty hexproof. Tuck, what do you think? I mean, what's what else is there to say? They printed a commander that's a four drop that is parallel live, so uh, which is also I, a four drop. Ugh. Yeah, uh, it's Ugh. yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting build. Uh, it's an interesting decision. So I I like this. The thing again, the the trend that I continue to repeat myself on is since I built all these colors already, it's just exciting to me to see new things in these colors that are mostly wildly different. Um, pretty much across the board. So I like the fact that this is pushing this pushing Simic as opposed to like a flat go wide or like a lands matter into something that's a little more dynamic and like a token build. Um, I don't like that this is gonna make all those token doublers just continue to skyrocket in price. So that's upsetting. But overall, I think this is I think this is another one of the really really interesting ones that I'm very much looking forward to trying. What boss's kid decided that green and blue had to be the best colors ever for the last? <laughs> 30 goddamn years. Hey, black's good. My thought, really the thing that excites me most about this pre-con and this commander actually is the evergreen ability because I'm hoping Ward opens up a pseudo protection for future legendary creatures and other creature mm. types. Because I do think that they've printed cards before where it's like, should we do hexproof on it? And it's like, God, could you imagine it having hexproof with that kind of effect? There's no way we could absolutely do that. Yeah, like right, absolutely, right. get out of here. Can't do it, Johnson. You're fired. Yeah. Um, and then someone was like, but what? What if we created a new evergreen where people just have to pay a tax to target it, mm -hmm. and if they don't, it counters the spell. It's like, get this man a promotion. Yeah, exactly. Going Miller, to the 11th Miller you're going right to the top. Uh, so Dude, that's, everyone's that's the gonna biggest... buy this precon just to put in their token decks. Well, okay, but you're focused on the bottom half. This of is course. one card in all of Magic. And That's a $50 card on the bottom half. Yeah, you, this card will not be talked about in two years. Like, it, it'll be there, but there are better token cards out there than Andrix and Nev twin, twin casters. Um, and these colors can do the token stuff already. So it, it's whatever. 
The ward thing, though, I hope this is a mechanic that we continue to see printed yeah. throughout Magic so we can have more of it. I just hope it doesn't turn into GD energy. We see it once and then we never yeah. see it again. Well, I was going to say, this is the evergreen ability that is like going to be Menace. How Menace took over can't be blocked by two or more creatures. It's yeah. like Cura, Great Glass Spinner now is probably ratted to say creatures you control have ward one colorless. You know, oh, yeah, um, probably. And, so, and so, this, is not, this is not a new... This is not a new mechanic. They just like well, rephrased it. Kira is not ward one. Uh, it's not pay one. It's the first spells countered. And then the second sure. one is the one that you're good. So, but I'm sure there's probably some there's, way that they uh, would yeah. say ward. Yeah. There's there's spell. cards there's cards that have this text printed on yes. it that are is not condensed so we will be seeing more of ward in the future. No, I, I, ward's not going anywhere. I think this is an evergreen ability they will print into oblivion on a lot of different commanders. I gotta go back though. In these colors, there's only one card that is really better than this one for making tokens. It's doubling season. Or the same parallel lives. But and I'm a proud of a doubling season now. Thanks, guys. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just saying this card will be talked about in two years. Absolutely. Nah. This is going to be not your first, second, third, or fourth staple that comes with tokens, but your fifth. All right. Well, the sub commander in it, it's actually the one that I think is super exciting. This seems <laughs> really crazy. Essex Fractal Bloom. Four colorless Simic, so it's a six boy. It's real big. Legendary creature Fractal, for all you Fractal tribal players. Yeah, exactly. Four, four uh -huh. flyer. The first time you would create one or more tokens during each of your turns, so it's just your turn, you may instead choose a creature other than Excess Fractal Bloom. You don't have to control it. just says a creature, and create that many tokens that are copies of that creature. Could you imagine... Like, hey, I'm going to create, like, six tokens. And by the way, they're all going to be Avenger of Zendikars. And so they all enter. Yeah. And then they create, like, other billion effing plants. Like, that's busted. Or, you know what would be really nice? I'd love to have an army of duplicates. Let me exile the entire board. Right. This <laughs> is what I think is the broken one. Yeah, it's, it's hysterical. 6 CMC, but whoa, the stuff you could do is... It's like a cool Simic clone deck with mm -hmm. tokens. Ah. Oh. The juices. Yeah, it's it's real it's real neat. I think yeah, with Avengers in the car, it just goes berserk. It's like pretty much game over. <laughs> I've got one thing to say. This is for you, wizards. Harry. Tokens don't need help. They don't. They don't need help. Stop it. That's it. Oh god, Tuck and Squee. Think of this. That new mono blue instant where it's like uh, choose a creature and the next time tokens would come in they all come in as a copy of that creature so it's like you have Essex out yeah I'm trying to I'm trying to think you create your first batch of Avengers into cars or warm coil or not warm coil uh mere battle spheres oh. whatever it's like a creature that <laughs> yeah. creates multiple tokens so they all come in initially as whatever that initial creature is then with all their ETBs on the stack, you cast that spell, target them again, and then oh, all and then it's the next one they produce all come in and even more, and then you get even more tokens. Oh my god! I risk cool. my I like case. That. Green doesn't need help. Blue doesn't need help. Tokens don't need help. This card shouldn't exist. Its backup commander shouldn't exist. Wizards, give Orzov something fun. Give Boros something more fun. Why'd you have to make the most busted card in the same colors you always do? Yeah, it's true. All right. Well, we're on to the leg of our potentially accurate set review. Um, 
We're gonna start off with Tuck. What do you think your singular chase card from the set's gonna be? So I think it's actually, and um, coincidentally, I believe it's printed in the Simic deck. Uh, I think Guardian <laughs> Augmenter is gonna be a card that's gonna be worth a lot of money. Um, so it's two colorless and a green for a creature troll wizard Harry. It's printed as a rare. It's a two, two with flash commander creatures. You control get plus two plus two and commanders. You control have hex proof, uh, firing the RNG now. Oh, here we are. Uh, Gideon would say after years of research, he finally unlocked the formula for the perfect punch. Uh, so anyway, this the reason why I have this card rated as so high is because commanders obviously started are starting to matter more. And the last time a card like this was printed was uh, Bastion Protector in yep. Commander or something or another, and it's over twenty dollars now. So I think this is going to be a card that people are going to be looking for um, to brand out either their you know triple green Voltron decks, um, which like like the Coria ones from last year would be a good examples of that. Uh, it just seems like a pretty, pretty strong, pretty strong card. I would agree. Um, I don't know if it's going to be overly, I say maybe like 10 bucks. Uh, I mean, it's pre-ordering for eight right now. Honestly, I think for probably the, cause remember Bastion Protector just recently spiked in the last year or so, and it's been out for a little bit. So yeah, I mean, I could see it maybe in... being at like $5 for the next six to 12 months and then maybe mm -hmm. getting up to 10. I, I just, isn't Bastion Protector uh, Commander Creatures You Control get indestructible? Correct, yeah, it's the yeah. same thing. So that, it's the same thing without Flash and Indestructible. I agree, I agree and, but and I'm just saying that this is gonna be one to watch. Greaves or whatever you need, or no, maybe sure. not Greaves, sorry. But um, yeah, with your Lightning Greaves. So like there's ways to give your Commander Hexproof already. But I do think it will be used a lot because it's another way to do it. Kind of mm -hmm. like I was talking about with another way to double tokens. Absolutely. Another I'm going to put one. five copies <laughs> in there <laughs> instead of four. Like if I can yeah. have anointed procession, doubling season, uh, parallel lives, and then the fourth, of course, I'm going to put it in there. Like it, it's just a staple of the deck. It makes the function better. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you are correct. It will be to my in my opinion, I think a ten dollar card in a couple of years. Sure. Yeah, for me, it's probably just going to sit in my binder. I wouldn't even put it in my mono green deck, to be honest. Okay. Just, yeah. Um, but, you know, I could see like an Urtai deck maybe wanting to run this. Um, you know, it's green and, you sure. know, giving him that plus two buff could be like the last little bit of command damage you need to get through. So exactly. uh, I just hope it doesn't get to $20 because that would suck. All right. Well, the one I'm going to talk about, it's pretty boring. It's a white card. Which one? Uh, it's <laughs> Which one? basically Smothering Type 2.0. Yeah. We're talking about oh. Monologue Tax. Uh, this card's going to be worth at least $15. It, it, they're pre-ordering at 20 right now. I don't think it's a 20 Well, the full art one, that's the one that pulled mm. up on EDH Rec. It's pre-ordering for like 20 I think this will probably be a $15 normal printed card. So Monologue yeah, Tax is two right. colorless white. It's an enchantment and it's a rare. Uh, whenever an opponent casts their second spell each turn, you create a treasure token. There's a version of this already in Is It with whenever an opponent casts their second spell that turn, you get to draw a card. That doesn't see a ton of play, but I think it's because we're talking white and white's getting better at the catch up. And there's a lot of cards printed in this commander set that yeah. do mm -hmm. help with the, the land. Um, 
and, and draw disparity. and yeah a lot of they, yeah. a, they gave a, they gave boros and white a lot of help in the set which is great yeah but so it, i think, needed it i think this is a card that will probably be played more than those other cards because it's like a who's gonna waste a removal on it it's not taxing yeah. you you could still do here we go want. again and we'll even, if you, even if you storm <laughs> off i only get one treasure period it's not like you get a treasure for every spell after that uh, but I do think it'll probably be a fifteen dollar card for the next twelve months. But this is one that I could see getting to that twenty five thirty dollar mark, depending yeah. on how R and D develops their next batch of white. Let me help you ramp cards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah that, I, that's the key. And if I learned anything about Magic over the couple of decades I've played, ramp. It's the most expensive thing you can buy. Yeah, pretty much. A flipping card that says I could be. A plains or a mountain cost you a couple hundred dollars. Well, actually, they only cost you sixty cents because they just got reprinted in Call Town, but that's a different story. Uh -huh. Comes in tapped. Deal with that. All right, Squee, take us home. What is Cut your chase card? All right. Well, I'm Squee. I'm chasing something a little bit off the radar here, of course. Um, I'm talking about a little card called Dazzling Sphinx. So this card's pre-ordering at like a buck fifty. And that's all interesting. Yeah, it's it's not expensive. I think, though, it has a lot of potential to be very useful in a lot of different decks, especially with all of the instant and sorcery support that just came out in the previous set, which we talked about last week, which I still haven't given any shit to wizards this week about. This is two sets in two weeks that we have to talk about. So deal with that. So Dazzling Sphinx It's three colorless, two blue creature Sphinx. It's a rare. It has flying. It's a four five. Whenever Dazzling Sphinx deals combat damage to a player, that player exiles cards from the top of their library until they exile an instant or sorcery card. You may cast that card without paying its mana cost. Then that player puts the exiled cards that weren't cast this way on the bottom of their library in a random order. Interesting. I love this. I think this could be a whole lot of fun. You essentially, and as far as I can gather in the way that Commander has been going in the last I'll call it here. People don't put crappy instants and sorceries into their deck. They either ramp, they destroy things, or they win the game. That's it. That's the only instants and sorceries you're going to get. So you're either going to ramp yourself, you're either going to destroy something that's fun, or you're going to win the game. And then you topple on <laughs> any sort of different blue magic, which can double this effect possibly triple it i don't know there's a million cards out there now that do this so maybe you, you do this two or three times and you get two or three of their best instants and sorceries and i love that it goes until you get an instance or sorcery because a lot of people i would assume the, the like the ratio to instance and sorceries is probably what one instant or sorcery to every 10 cards in the deck maybe sometimes yeah I mean, I, I yeah. don't think there's a lot more than that outside of creatures and lands and your mana rocks and your artifacts and your enchantments. I would assume that you probably have 10 to maybe on the high side, 15 or 20 instances of sorceries in there. I think this will only be played in Sphinx Tribal and casual catnip decks. Yeah, um, mainly because you do have to deal combat damage. So you have to be able to connect. Sure. It does cost five. It doesn't have haste. But I think its upside is humongous because if you give it double strike, you're getting it twice. Yep. which is ridiculous. Yep. Um, but I think from a chase card, I mean, it, it's showing trending at $5.40. I can't see this being more than a $5 card, maybe 6 bucks. 
um, unless the okay, I take that back. If there is a Sphinx printed in the future that deals with more combat tricks, then I could see this being that mm. card that like came out seven years ago that's all of a sudden forty dollars. Yeah, right. And yeah. it's like, how the hell did that become forty dollars? <laughs> and it's like, oh, didn't yeah. you see that legendary that was printed that makes this thing unblockable because it has power yeah. that's an even cost instead of an odd cost or something right. weird like that? Then I could see the card jumping up a lot because if you made this thing unblockable, holy crap! Yeah, oh, I mean, stupid. just think of an aqueous form. Done deal. Yeah, uh, this is yeah. This, there's this lots card of stuff that'll enable yeah. it. I'm just talking like. Cards usually don't spike in price unless there's something inherently broken. Like you could think of Bruvok. That's why all the Alter the Brood and all the mill cards spike because it's like mm -hmm. if you mill, mill twice that much. So I guess it's like, hey, if you have an effect that happens, kind of like we talked about spell harmonicon, if there's a combat harmonicon, like if you have an effect that happens from combat damage, do it twice. That would also be something. But just making it unblockable, I... I don't think that's going to make it a 20 or 30 or 40 dollar card um but i this do think it's a very interesting card and i hope fingers crossed i get to play it when i play my pre-con this card yeah. also might as well say cuts sarah sphinx from my unesh deck correct that's like what, that's what the, that's what the flavor text on it is yeah i was go i was going squeeish on this one it was a dollar 50. i think it's minimum five uh could potentially get to the 10 to 20 range depending on what happens in the future but Keep your eyes on this one. I think there's a lot of fun to be had with this card. Don't worry, guys. On like episode 1000, Squeeze is going to bring up. See, I told you. We SOBs finally did it. You guys did, you guys did listen to me. Like nine this is going to be Squeeze prospecting card of the week. All right, guys. Well, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. We're definitely going to mix it up with this kind of format for all the pre-constructed commander products that do come out. Uh, if you have comments, please leave them on Apple Podcast. Uh, if you're part of the Discord, please let us know in the MTG Action 4 News section because uh, definitely we are wanting to keep this fresh and we thought this would be a nice change of pace. Well, that wraps Ooh. up. What's the plane chase? Now in that last segment, Squeed dives into those creative juices with the Weatherland. Weatherlight Report, coming to you live from Weatherlight Chopper 5. I'm Squee McGee. All right, everybody strap on your boots. I don't wear Double boots. knots, get them tight, get ready. We're talking Gorgon. We're talking eight mana. We're talking Sisters of Stone Death. Ooh. Four colorless, two black, two green. That's the biggest yep. woof that I've talked about in a really long time. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, legendary creature Gorgon. Not a Dargon, but a Gorgon. It's a rare. And then it has multiple abilities. It's a 7-5 to boot. So, for one green, target creature blocks Sister of Stone Death this turn if able. For a green and a black, remove from the game target creature hmm. blocking or blocked by Sisters of Stone Death. And then for two colorless and a black, put a creature card removed from the game with Sisters of Stone Death into play under your control. I would this totally is a lot of fun. This. Yeah, oh, this, this is, is sweet. It's like six, it's so six mana fun. to steal six mana to steal any creature on the board that doesn't have hexproof yeah. or ward. Uh, you only no, have to it, wait a million turns to get eight. it into play. <laughs> 11 oh 14 to take a creature <laughs> look had this had any other color combo than not having green in it i would have not have taken it but it's got green in there we can it figure it green. out we yeah. can ramp in there we can get we can get enough mana to figure this thing out so i think this card is one 
hilarious, two, hilarious, three, hilarious. So, first card I wanted to talk about, we're going to try and, you know, make this a little bit more powerful where you don't maybe have to spend so much mana each turn trying to get people to block Sisters of Stone Death. Instead, what you want to do is be able to copy those cards and bring them out and play it in control. So, I'm talking Nemesis Mask. So, three colorless artifact equipment. It's an uncommon. And then it has equip three, all creatures able to block equipped creature do so. Oh, yeah. The classic. Please swing in with this. Get every single creature on the board for that player to block you. And then you don't have to spend any extra mana that turn. You can use all your mana to, and obviously you have enough because you paid eight to get it on the board. So you can probably at least make a couple of copies here. Uh, <laughs> you make a couple copies, bring all these things onto the board. And it, this Nemesis Mask is doing a lot of the abilities for you already. Yeah, that card's awesome. Um, yeah, what a blowout! It's but it's also six to do that as well. So now we're in what twenty well, sure, mana yeah. to do this? No, no, I mean, no, I mean, no, 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 this mean, is oh, it's sorry, teen. Yes, you thank you. Yes, one. exactly. Yeah. Now you're so, I think that's the, awesome. The, the idea around this card is you do it like a do my chroma deck. You get Nemesis Mask on the board before you play your commander. Sure. <laughs> No, I think Nemesis Mass is awesome, and it's starting to create... It's a buck sixty nine for an uncommon, but I don't know. I, th I wish I had one. I think there's a lot of cool stuff to do with this guy. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Uh, the, the biggest thing, and I'll be interested to see if Squee talks about it, is you have to figure out ways to prevent the damage being dealt to sisters, so then that mm -hmm. way she doesn't take it. Um, because sometimes you're going to have everyone block, but only have enough Golgari mana to maybe remove mm -hmm. four creatures, and she's still going to get blocked by maybe like five or six. Um, so that, that'll be an interesting thing to see how we keep her alive. So you're yeah. not paying 10, 12, 14, 16 mana just mm -hmm. to get her on the field. If only Ward existed well, in Guilds of Ravnica, yeah. man. Just like, well, let's just talk about a, a little ditty that came out in Zendikar that I think is a fantastic card to your point. Uh, I'm talking about Malakir Rebirth. So oh. one black instant uncommon choose target creature you lose to life until end of turn. That creature gains when this creature dies, returned to the battlefield tapped under its owner's control. Also comes in as a modal card. You can play it as a swamp if you want to. Comes in tapped. God, this card is insane. It's so this good. It's so good. <laughs> it's insane. It's so good. This is amazing in this deck. Like, and, and there's multiple types of these effects. You can also, sure. uh, since you have availability to black like I do in my Kakusho deck, there are endless ways to bring things back from your graveyard. So you send your commander to the graveyard instead of your command zone. Bring it back unless somebody's... Exile in your graveyard, Bajukabog, whatever the case may be. Uh, you can do that rigmarole over and over again. Uh, but this kind of card here, one mana as an instant, it's just Blockers. so simple. Such an easy addition into this. And then even if you draw this first hand and you don't think you're going to get to the point where you can use this, it is a ramp card at the same time. The the rereading on it that I just realized is choose target creature, not yep. target creature you control. What yep. a blowout. Yeah, but like it would go back to that owner's control. Yeah, it's under that owner's control. Oh, the owner control. Okay, yeah, so yeah. it does make sense to do it on yours. Because I was like, so I was you could politics somebody like, into that and be like, hey, I could, you know, save your ass yeah. if you don't kill me next turn. Oh, that's, that's true. Sweet. That's a good point. And Tuck does love his politics. Love him. Mm -hmm. Put it in your Orzhov deck. Put it in the new Orzhov precon windmill slam. Yeah, I don't know what this card's going for monetarily, but I can't imagine it's very much. But 50 cents. Yeah, just buy 10. Just, be, everyone should just go buy 10. Yeah, <laughs> it should be on everyone's radar. This card's a banger. Yeah, it's incredibly Run good. Run it, use it, 
Love it. Hell, this works in almost any commander deck because you always want to have your commander available to you. And you always want a way to sneak that in where they go, oh, shit, I didn't know you were going to do that. Whoops. Okay. Whoopsie. Whoops. Let's talk about more equipment. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about infiltration lens. So, one colorless artifact equipment, also an uncommon. Whenever equipped creature becomes blocked by a creature, you may draw two Ooh. cards. Equipment. Be likey. Yeah, so you That's run Nemesis cool. Mask, get that on there, run Infiltration Lens, you say, for example, your commander gets blocked by four or five creatures, which is pretty plausible, maybe you're running against a Reese deck, yeah, I brought it up, welcome to the Again. party, uh, maybe I got 30 creatures out there, you could draw 60 freaking cards. <laughs> but is it a May ability, or do you have to draw two? May. You may. It is All a May. Right. You don't, so you, don't you can draw as many as you want. And hell, if I got milled out in this deck by this card, power to me. Let's go. I'm happy <laughs> to lose that way. There's some, there's some, like, this is just a secret mill, self mill deck, and then you're just counting on someone having, like, a Jace or a Thassa's Oracle or something you can steal. Yeah. No, this card, I, I'd never heard of this before, looking yeah, up this cool. deck and doing some research on it. I think as a one-mana drop and a one-mana equip, this card is like, severely underutilized. Yeah, the, the, the floor is pretty low for this one. We're going in an enchantment. Oh, I didn't realize. Uncommons. All of them. Everything. Nice. Uh, Death Reap Ritual. So two oh, colors. Yeah. A black and a green enchantment. Uncommon. Morbid. At the beginning of each end step, if a creature died this turn, you may draw a card. This yeah. works if your commander yeah, dies. This good. works on... And what's really, really important about this card is at the beginning of each end step. Yeah. So anybody else's creatures die, your creatures die. It doesn't matter what turn it is. This is a banger draw card effect. It's not very expensive to buy. It's not very expensive to put onto the board. And you are just going to draw cards like crazy. Yeah, it's incredible. I will say this is probably a card. Once people see it happen, they might remove it. I don't know. See, that's I, I unless you're playing like a death deck yourself to where you're making stuff die every turn. So you're getting the max value. I mm. actually think it's a card that'll sit around because it's an enchantment. Enchantment removal is at a premium. Um, but I do see this as a very situational card for either your deck. So obviously this deck, it completely makes sense. Yep. But if you're thinking like, oh, I should just throw it in my deck that runs black and green. I would actually hold off unless your meta has a lot of that death type stuff yeah. that around the table. And, and I can and I can speak to that point exactly because I had this in a de- I really like the design of this card and I had it in a bunch of decks and cut them from it and then I put it into my Cheville fight death touch deck and it was like the best card in the deck. I think I drew yeah. like thirty yeah. cards off it because other people were sacrificing their things. It was incredible. Yep. So I yeah. would say I would say if you are running a Golgari deck. And you are running a Phyrexian Arena. I would run this ahead of a Phyrexian Arena. Interesting. Ooh, because I, you're going, I, I can see. I, I can almost see guarantee that. you're going to draw more cards. If you go around the board four times, something's going to die unless it's the first couple of turns. But once you get late game, you may be drawing, and that's when you really need the gas because you're running out of your hand. You're running out of your cards. Your turn five, your turn six, your turn seven. Hell, a board wipe? You're in better position than anybody ever existed if somebody board wipes and you have this on the board. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Uh, there is yep. one card I want to point out. It's not mm-hmm. so much specific to the commander that Squeeze pointed out. Um, it, it does connect because they're both Gorgons. 
But I'm just looking at the EDH rec page at quote unquote high synergy, which I think it just has synergy because it's a Gorgon. But I have never <laughs> heard of Zathrid Gorgon. This is a sweet card. Uh, it's from M13, five colorless black. It's a creature Gorgon, three six. It has death touch. The cool thing though, two colorless black tap. Put Ooh. a petrification counter on target creature. It gains defender and becomes a colorless artifact in addition to its other types. Its activated abilities can't be activated. Awesome. That is that pretty is awesome. Very interesting. That is cool. And it's sitting at 35 cents. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And you can get the fancy you, you can get the fancy foil version for 28 cents. Wow, cheaper Ooh. than the regular. Look at that. <laughs> uh, yeah, this it seems like a casual catnip card because it does cost six and you got to wait a rotation to yeah. do it. But it does seem like because I am I am a dirty, dirty boy for anything that can <laughs> disable a creature like a Zathrid Gorgon, uh, like a uh, Imprisoned in the Moon, anything like dryad. that that can yeah. change Song of the dryads. Yeah, Song of the Dryads. I love those effects because especially a commander people only have one of so if i turn your blight steel into a defender that can't do anything mm. right i know you don't have another blight steel in the deck so i don't have to worry yep. about it or your commander yeah either. i was just oh, gonna say this is like down. this is nukes turn a commander off that so cool card i dig it yeah good find. all right well this could be interesting just uh buckle up and do your ramp as you need to do it costs eight to get out of the board don't forget that folks and I'll kick it back to the MTG Action 4 News Desk with Mr. Combo and Big Tut. Thank you for staying with us. And as always, remember the great giveaways from CMD Tower and Level 1 Game Shop by retweeting, subscribing, following, liking, sharing, and placing orders at level1gameshop.com. Another way to support us is head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower, with four different tiers for all the budgets there is a way that you, the collective, can't help. And of course, we do have a referral program for our existing patrons. Uh, if you recommend a friend or colleague to become a long-term patron with us, just have them send us a note on Patreon with your uh, name, whoever referred them, and you'll get assorted prizes. It could just be us signing whatever card you want, like... <sighs> A gold border guy's cradle. Yeah. Or it could be you getting yeah, your boy. own uh, extra pack of CMD Tower sleeves and maybe even a choice of a token. If you'd like to pick up any of our swag, head over to cmdtower.com slash merch. We do sell everything on there. And yes, we uh, have netted some new patrons, which will be announced on Bruce oh, and Builds this baby. Friday. And funny enough, one of them sent me a message and said, hey, this is just to help you clear your basement. Thank you. <laughs> it's working. You can stay in touch with your MTG Action 4 News team by following us on Twitter, Facebook, on our website, cmdtower.com. You can communicate directly with the team at cmdtower, at Mr. Combo 5, all spelled out except for the 5, at Dear Squee, at Big Tuck Tweeting, from your MTG Action 4 News team. Good Gorgon, good Gorgon, good Gorgon, <laughs> and good night.